This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ in Henderson. I feel like I'm just a guy on the road. I'm a roadie the last couple days after a day away from the studios. I was at the Oyo Hotel and Casino for Monday Night Football. That was a fantastic uh atmosphere there at the oil we're there every monday night uh definitely encourage you to come on by and hang out with us get a bunch of prizes and uh you know get hooked up and have a good time as you get ready for monday night football i was away from the studio then i'm away from the studio now intermountain healthcare performance center uh and then at maybe at some point this week i'll get back into the studio hang out with my guy demand the boss is back in the home studio making everything work and we'll get to him in a quick second but very excited to be here and 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 be able to be on the on the mic for the next couple hours and talk with Raider Nation and get your thoughts on the team, get your thoughts on the upcoming game. Just a lot of good stuff to get to on today's show, including a bunch of good guests that we have coming up as we do each and every day. Uh, I'm very excited about the guests today. As a matter of fact, Tuesdays are always uh, kind of my favorite day of the week. And most people say, oh, I'd rather have Friday be my favorite day of the week. But Tuesdays are always my favorite day of the week, especially during the football season, because I get to talk a little high school football. And so I'm going to do this in reverse order today. Coming up at 3.20, Spanish Springs High School head football coach Rob Hummel. He's going to join the show as he's the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the, the Week Award. And and look, it's funny, every single week it's been a, a, a high school coach from the, from Las Vegas, from the Las Vegas area, the Henderson area. This one is reaching out to Reno. So Reno is representing Spanish Spring High School head football coach Rob Hummel. Uh, the, his team comes off with a big victory on Friday night, uh, keeping them in playoff implications, keeping them in the playoff picture. So uh, that was a real big win that uh, his team had, and we'll talk to him about that. Also talk to him about being a high school football coach in the state of Nevada, being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week. It's always fun on Tuesdays where I get to talk a little bit of high school football here on the show. Then at 3 o'clock, Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com is going to join the show, and you're probably thinking, what? Why are you talking Lakers? Well, I'm talking Lakers because tip-off is tonight. Opening day of the NBA, I remember there was a time when it was on my birthday. It always came out on my birthday, which is early November, November 3rd to be exact, if you're keeping record. I remember there used to be a time when it was early November. Now it's all of a sudden mid-October, and the season is tipping off, and so the Lakers will take on the Golden State Warriors tonight. If you remember, going back to the the end of the season last year, or the end of the regular season, the play-in game, the Lakers knocked off the Warriors in a very epic game, awesome game. LeBron had a hell of a game. Steph had a hell of a game. And the Lakers obviously got the best of the Warriors. And uh, so this is going to be a way to get the 2021 season started, uh, Lakers and Warriors. So we'll have Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. He does a great job covering the Lakers like a glove. He'll join us at 3 o'clock. Coming up in just a few minutes at 2.30, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She'll join us to talk about what she saw from the Raiders and Broncos uh, in Denver on Sunday. And she's got a funny story to tell because her dad is a huge Raider fan. Her mom is a huge Broncos fan. So one of my favorite parts of watching the game on Sunday, as I did not go to Denver, I stayed here in Las Vegas, 
I was watching my Twitter timeline, and normally I don't do that during the game because I, I feel like it's distracting, but I couldn't help but to check out the updates from Cassie on her Twitter account between mom and dad as they were watching that game on Sunday and the different videos she was putting out and how the Raiders would score and Pops would all of a sudden he'd, he'd go off and he'd be waving the Raider flag and all this good stuff. Then all of a sudden the Broncos would score and mom would jump up and start you know dancing and celebrating, and all of a sudden the Raiders went on a, on a run. And then dad was celebrating. And then dad was celebrating some more. And then there was a point to where her mom jumped up and was almost about to chase Pops around the house. So it looked like a lot of fun. looked like a hell of an environment. Uh, and that was in the Soto household. So that was a, a house divided. And that happens twice a year. Raiders and Broncos get together. And so uh, we'll have to ask her about that as well. But, of course, we'll ask her about the team and what she saw uh, from there and, and, and how she thinks they move forward as they get ready to go into this Week 7 game against the Philadelphia Eagles before they head into the bye week. And so, uh, and that game will be at Allegiant Stadium. That should be a lot of fun to be there. Again, closing it out before they go into the bye. If they can get this win on Sunday, it would be a real big confidence boost. It would just be a big boost for the team. Oh, by the way, it would make them 5-2 and two and put a lot of pressure on the rest of the AFC West to continue to win games. But before we get to any of that, before we get to any of that, my guy, Demond the Boss, I know he's feeling good about himself. He's been working all day long. He let me know this morning when I saw him at the radio station that he probably slept for about 12 minutes. I think he uh, said he went to bed about 2.30 and woke up about 3, started watching movies. He, uh, he ran the boards. He was in the, in the studio for the morning show, the morning tailgate with Clay Baker and Heidi Fang this morning as they were here also at Raiders HQ. So he's been Johnny on the spot all day, and none of that matters. He's not really tired. He's still running on adrenaline from that Monday night football game. The Buffalo Bills, I picked them to win that game. Well, anyone who watched that game knows they did not win. The Tennessee Titans came up big. It was a hell of a game, very entertaining, and, man, it went right down to the wire. So, Damon, I know you're feeling like a boss today, but go on and get your shine, man. Go on and get your shine. Your Tennessee Titans came out with a big victory Monday night football. (laughs) That's right, Q. That's right, Q. The Tennessee Titans, I'm breaking the glass. You know, <laughs> nobody believed in them. Nobody thought they were going to win. Came out and just kept pounding the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my gosh, Buffalo, they had the ball. They're marching down the field. Oh, you were even talking, why isn't Mike Vrabel calling the timeout? Yeah. Because he know how to coach. He was just like, I ain't worried about it. I'm not worried about it is what Mike Vrabel said. And then, oh, oh, my gosh, Josh Allen, he's just going to QB sneak. Think again. Fourth and one, lose the ball, game over, 34-31. A.J. Brown, he had the BGs. That's what they should have listed it as. Had the BGs, but it didn't matter. (laughs) You know, that was the questionable illness. He had the BGs, but it didn't matter. That happens to me every once in a while when I have have a milk product. (laughs) He said he had Chipotle. Hey, it happens to the best of us. Wow. That That was the illness. You know, and I got to give you a lot of props, and I was thinking about you as I was watching that game last night because I know that you were, you know, we've been going back and forth quite a bit, and, and, and I knew that you were happy about your, your guys getting that victory. But, man, that I'll tell you right there, man. These Monday night football games sometimes are very hit and miss. This season, the Monday night football games have been, I think, pretty outstanding, and last night was one of the best of the best. Just the way that those, those two teams, the Bills and the, and the Titans, just stood in the middle of the ring and just, you know, one, one body punch after another, one haymaker after another. I mean, it was, it was a hell of an event, so I got to give you a lot of props for uh, your team coming through and getting that victory. Thank you. I thank you. Thank you, yeah, because I had a lot to do with it. But... Uh, <laughs> 
But also, do you think like I know that the Raider Raven game went into overtime? I think that was a, that was a better game, first Monday night game of the year. But this game was just the pace was just so frenetic, where it was just oh my god, like no team can stop another, and that's real right. concerning for the Titans moving forward because boy, that secondary has holes in it. Yeah, and Caleb Farley goes down with a torn ACL. Uh, that's that sinks for him. Matter of fact, the Titans lost a couple players to a torn ACL. I hated that for Farley, even going into the draft. He was a guy that was often injured, and I remember saying, because I'm a guy who loves the draft, so I cover it like a glove, and I kept saying, he's a great talent. He might actually be the best DB in this draft, but you just can't take a chance on a first-round pick with him because he's so injured. He had back injury on top of back injuries, had knee injuries, and now he's out with a torn ACL. I hate that for the player. You know, I hate that for any guy that goes into the league and they're they're pretty injury prone because I don't think that players get healthier the more that they play. I feel like they get more banged up. So that's a big loss right there for the Titans. But uh, don't worry about that right now. Just soak in that victory. That was a big-time win. Uh, the Bills, I still think, are one of the best teams in the league. I think they're really good. But, man, you want to talk about a fantastic game going toe-to-toe, uh, you know, blow for blow. That was that was awesome. And, and all I could do is laugh and smile when I knew that Damon is somewhere. I don't know where he's at right now, but he's somewhere. He's just strutting around the ring like uh, Ric Flair would be doing right now just woo! <laughs> like i said king henry yeah man, hey, one more can i say hey well i'll say this man MVP? i know that the, the titans got king henry but look the raiders got jihad ward all right the raiders drafted jihad ward one pick before him so i'm just saying you can do that with every draft pick the raiders had the guy the guy right after yeah, the, but that the was same that way was people were doing with Devin White. That was a really yeah. I mean, that's one thing, but that one was that one with Jihad Ward and Derrick Henry was really a bad one. <laughs> that was really a bad one, and uh, I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. But congratulations to you, Demond. I definitely wanted to go ahead and shout you out off top. Matter of fact, got a text on the Salmon Ash text line already at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R D. Congrats to your Titans for that monster win last night versus Buffalo. I have to say that was a great game to watch. Wanted to give you a shout out on the big win. Uh, my San Jose State University is going up against UNLV this Thursday. Spartans, baby. Cheers. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. I'm so glad I let him finish because I was about to give him a little sound effect, but you don't get that after putting that San Jose mess on the end of it. I mean, you nah. can't take all the props, man. You got to, hey, man, he gave you love. You got to show some love back, man. All right. Thank you so much, Thank you. Thank you. There you Thank go. You. There you go. We also got a text from a mailman raider. Q, why in the world are we working out DJ Hayden? I'm going to need Jesus here in a second. And, uh, yeah, that was something that I noticed right before I actually went on the air. I was in here uh, talking with my guy, Eddie, before we went on the, before we went on the air. And I saw that note and I go, Whoa, the Raiders are trying out DJ Hayden, working him out. And I'll say DJ Hayden, you want to talk about guys that were injured going into, uh, going into the draft, DJ Hayden, he was probably the most injured out of anyone, maybe in the history of being injured. I mean, the guy that just about died on the field in Houston at the university of Houston. And I was in Texas at that time. So I remember that story like it was yesterday and was always rooting for that player. Always was hoping DJ Hayden was going to work out because of the story and the way that he was able to recover. It just never worked out with the Raiders. Even the last year that he played with the team, he played better, but there was, it wasn't worthy of picking up his options. So uh, to his credit, he's still kicking around the league. I mean, <laughs> to his credit, guys are still being, he's still being worked out by teams. Uh, he's, he's played, you know, for multiple years now. And uh, no, he's not great, but... I mean, when you have as many injuries and, and as many guys banged up as uh, as the Raiders do, I think that you're doing due diligence to just go ahead and kick the tires and see where he's at. If it's somebody that they feel like 
can help them, maybe not right now, but later down the road, then you know, then you already know what you got. And that's something that Mike Mayock has done a lot ever since taking over as the GM. He's made a lot of phone calls. He's picked up and worked out a bunch of guys just so he knows, in case of emergency, break glass. Who can I call? Is DJ Hayden in good shape? Well, let's find out. Let's bring him in for a workout, see where he's at, and we'll keep his number on speed dial. They also worked out DJ Fluker, the guard out of Alabama. Uh, Denard Dequez uh, from Michigan State, defensive back. They worked him out, who's a little bit taller than DJ Hayden. So there you go. And then defensive tackle Chris Slayton out of Syracuse, they worked him out as well today. So uh, how about this? The Chiefs, they worked out Shalit Calhoun. Remember him <laughs> from Michigan State? That was another one of those draft picks that never shook out for the Raiders. I actually, I ain't going to lie, I was actually excited by that player. I thought he was going to do some things. And that just shows you how the draft goes. You can think that a player is going to be really good based off what you saw from them in college. And I remember Michigan State quite a bit because they played Baylor uh, quite a bit. And so I, uh, or not quite a bit, but they played him in a big game in the Cotton Bowl. And so I remember Michigan State uh, and how they were playing. So I thought that he was going to be a dude and he just never ended up being anybody either. So. I just looked, I just pulled up his pro football reference nickname. Yeah. Shalik the Freak. I would want to root for him too. <laughs> That's a cool name. He get a sack. Right. I had a um I had a, a little catchphrase that I had for Shalik Calhoun when he got drafted. This is when I was still doing the Black Hole Banter podcast with my guy James Arcelana. Uh and I said uh uh the, the catchphrase when he gets a sack was gonna be you just got shaliked. <laughs> that was gonna be it. You got shaliked. Like that was gonna be How my many own times little did you get to say it. I, I none. 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 I just I just never got to. It was something that sounded good in my head, sounded good when I put it on uh, on, on tape. It just never worked out. So, you, you know, that, that's how it goes. Did you miss that half a sack he had for the Raiders? Um, you, that wasn't a shaliked. You know what I mean? That was like a half a sack. That wasn't you got shaliked. That wasn't a big move. That was just like you stumbled into a, into a sack. You know what I'm saying? Or a half a sack. So, yeah, there you go. But uh, there's always those kind of players, man. There's always guys you get excited about, and then you realize that they're not worth the salt. And then you get, and then there's guys that you look at and you say, oh, they're not going to be that good, and they turn out to be great. So, I mean, it's just the, the draft is such a crapshoot, man. It's so hard to figure out who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. Uh, someone just tweeted out, this is funny, someone just tweeted out, DJ Hayden's greatest play as a Raider will always be breaking Seawood's fall when he intercepted Peyton Manning. And I won't forget that either. That was uh, Charles Woodson had never intercepted Peyton Manning, and he got him twice on that game. Matter of fact, that was around Charles Woodson's birthday, if not on Charles Woodson's birthday. And uh, he went to the sideline to go and make this uh, interception off Peyton Manning, and DJ Hayden was on the ground and uh, broke the fall for Charles Woodson, so he didn't land really hard in his hip. So that's that's what someone was saying on Twitter was his best play as a Raider. So that's kind of let you know how his career went. But uh, he was a good dude. Uh, I thought he was a real good dude. As a matter of fact, he had a hell of a story. It just never worked out for him. But the Raiders worked him out today, so hopefully that helps answer that question straight off that Salmon Ash text line, 69187. Also, got the Raider Nation listener line wide open like some old school TV antennas. You know, we always like to hear from you, Raider Nation, 702-365-9200. Show question that I have for you. like to bring a topic to the table each and every day. Is what you saw from the Raiders on Sunday, is that sustainable? Or was that emotional and a well-fought game with a purpose? Is that performance that you saw from the Silver and Black, is that something that you should expect to see the rest of the way, or do you think that was a one-off type situation? And I asked that question because multiple people we talked to and we interviewed on, on throughout the course of the week last week, as a matter of fact, John McClain being one that really stands out to me, he came on our show on Thursday and said he thought that the Raiders were going to win. He said normally when teams deal with off-the-field adversity or something like that, something pretty big, 
They rally around their team, and they go in there with a purpose, and they go and win a game. So he picked the Raiders to, be, to beat the Broncos on Sunday. And I know others picked them as well, but a lot didn't. So I want to know, is that something that happened on Sunday? Was that a rallying cry? Was that something that they went in with a lot of emotions built up and they just went and balled out? Was that a one-off thing, or was that something that you expect to be the style of play, the energy? I know they'll have a one-off game here and there. I mean, that happens with every team. Some teams just Sometimes you just don't get off the bus. But what is your opinion? Is that something that you expect to see from the Silver and Black throughout the course of the, the season, the rest of the way, as they have at least 11 games left and a big one coming up this week against Philadelphia? And I say it's a big one because it's the game before the, the bye. It's at home again. And the last home game they had left a terrible taste in their mouth and left a terrible taste in Raider Nation's mouth. By the way, there's going to be a lot of Philadelphia fans that are going to be headed to, to Las Vegas, going to want to pack out Allegiant Stadium and do what the, the, the Chicago Bears fans did which was make a lot of noise, almost make it seem like it was a Bears home game. That's what the Eagle fans are going to want to do. Are the Raiders of that team, are they going to allow them to do that? Or are they going to hold it down and play well enough where it keeps the Eagle fans quiet? 702-365-9200. want to hear from you again. 702-365-9200. And Sam and Ash text line 69187. Keyword R&R. Got a couple text messages. Uh, this one, there's a light that keeps flashing in here. It's like, Messing with me. <laughs> I keep tomorrow, and I keep looking, and there's like a light. Also, it'll flash. It's almost like uh, you know when you're driving down the highway, and and you, it's a yellow light, and it's about to turn red. I mean, I don't do this, but other people when they run through the light, and all of a sudden it flashes, like the camera's there in the intersection, and it gets you. I don't get tickets, so it does not. Yeah, me. I, I, that's that's never happened to me either. <laughs> But I'm saying that that light is kind of messing with me every once in a while. So if I uh, all of a sudden flip out or something, you know what happened. But that's kind of that's kind of what it's like. It's like that thing you don't see it coming, but all of a sudden it's like poof, just a little light there. It's like paparazzi's taking pictures of me right now. And uh, yeah, good stuff. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, back to the text message that I got on the Salmon Ass text line. Uh, we got one text that said the draft is like rolling the dice at the craps table. Sometimes you win, more likely seven out. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. You just don't have any idea. You could be a great college player, a great college player, and it doesn't translate in the NFL. It just doesn't, and especially in different positions that, you know, that you, that, that, that's played. And then sometimes you could be a mediocre player in, the, in, in college and, and find your niche in the NFL, and all of a sudden you turn into a stud. Or maybe you are a really good wide receiver and you turn into a stud special teams player. Or, you know, there's just different, different ways of going about it. So you just never know what a player is going to be in the league. I mean, think about this. Right now, Alex Leatherwood, he was drafted to be a tackle. Right now, he's playing guard. That might end up being his better position. He might end up being an all-pro guard. Well, he was drafted to be a tackle. So then, you know, it's just, it's, it's different, it's just different elements to the game, and it's very hard to determine who's going to be good, who's going to be great, and who's not. Uh, Mailman Raider also hit us up and said, also that award at DeMond's High School it's most likely to make it to the WWE. He's just being humble. So there you go. That was, the, uh, that was your award. Mailman Raider thinks that you were the one that was most likely to make it to the WWE. You're just trying to be humble. And I'll tell you this, and there goes that light again. I'll tell you this. There is nothing humble about DeMond. He has no humble in him. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I'm, I'm super low-key. I'm quiet as a mouse. Put okay. my head down. Okay. Go to work. Clock yeah, okay. Me. You know, You know, just punch my card like the next guy. Yeah, speaking oh. of punching your card, I'm going to need you to actually do that. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, hey man, keep I'm just going to need you to do that. <laughs> I never understood. This is one thing I never understood, Doc. Never understood how you could allow someone else to mess with your money. DeMond consistently has to email 
Danielle at the radio station because he forgets to punch in or punch out. That's no, you know what? That just show, when I come to work, that's all that's on my mind is working. Yeah, but sometimes that's a problem. What should be on your mind is how much you're going to get paid for working. But, so you need but to that's punch how in. Hard I'm working sometimes. That is just like all I care okay. about is the work. You know what's going to make you not forget that ever again? The time when you email her and ask her to check you in and check you out, and she says no. Yeah, because then we're going to have a problem. Exactly. And then you'll never in life forget to check in, clock in, and clock out. You'll never forget it again because then you're getting your money messed with. There's one thing I learned in life, man. When I first got my very first job and they said, that's where you punch in and punch out, that's the first place I got familiar with because that controls my pocket. You got to always know that, man. I'm trying to learn you. I'm trying to learn you. But I respect the fact that you're trying to work hard. I gave you props for that at the beginning of the show. But you got to punch that clock, man. <laughs> Gotta punch that clock. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listening line. Talk to our guy, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. What's up, Q? Anyway, congrats, Damon. Uh life thank life you, is you. like a box of Titans. You never know what you're gonna get from that. <laughs> anyway, um as far as your question, bro, uh I think we're not only just gonna sustain it, we're gonna build on it. I think we're getting Richie back, and then we're going to have Captain Nasty directing the young troops and uh, controlling that our line and telling him what to do as he sees the field fit. Um, the defense is going to keep growing together, and uh, the cars are the Lamborghini that we had in neutral. Derek has the keys now, and he, you see what he can do. And that was a good defense. Philly's not a good defense. We're going to shred them. Giants, we know what they are. They're horrible. So we should be six and two here soon. And uh, I'm pumped about this team. This We're just looking great. And to go through what we went through and come out like that swinging as hard as we swung, we're only going to get stronger. And we've surrounded, uh, circled the wagons. We're good to go. Raiders, I'm out, bro. Peace. Thank you, man. Thank you for the call. That's Raider Mike right there. And uh, he doesn't think that the Eagles defense is very good. And I'll say that they have issues. There's 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 holes in their game, but they also could play. I, I, I don't think that you should take Philadelphia's defense that lightly. I, again, there's areas that you could exploit, just like Denver had areas that you could exploit. I think every defense has has their Achilles heel. But I think Philadelphia is – this is a, a sneaky, tough team, man. I mean, I know their record doesn't show it. Sitting there at 2-4, and four, you're like, eh, yeah, whatever. No big deal. I think they're pretty good, man. And, and, and on top of that, their quarterback, who's still trying to figure it out, he's not really there yet. He's still trying to figure it out. But what he doesn't know as far as arm talent and, and even wide receiver talent, I mean, the weapons around him aren't that great. But I'll tell you, man, he can make up for it with his legs. And, I mean, I, I think that he's better than Justin Fields. And Justin Fields found a way to, to, to complete a few passes. I don't think he dominated the game by no means by the Raiders. They lost that game. Justin Fields didn't defeat him. But he made some big-time third-down passes when he had to. I think Jalen Hurts, he's got, he's got something that I like about him. That's that winning trait. He won at Alabama. He won at Oklahoma. He's a leader. I, I totally get what you're saying. But I do think that this game is going to be a little bit tougher than a lot of people are thinking right now. And I know the Raiders look really good. On Sunday, I'm not trying to doubt him at all. But you've got to be able to, like you said, sustain it. You've got to be able to take what you, you did on Sunday and build on it. Can they do that? That would be huge if they could build on that 
going into the bye, and then they get an opportunity to get rested. That would be big. But I'll tell you, and we'll, uh, we'll definitely turn the page tomorrow and look forward to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll try to get my guy Mike Gill on from uh, ESPN right there in New Jersey uh, who covers the Eagles like a glove, and he'll give you the skinny on everything Philadelphia Eagles. But, yeah, it's full steam ahead, full throttle. Uh, put your head in a tank of gasoline and light it on fire. That's how, I mean, that's how we're going to go around here on Raider Nation Radio, man. We're going to go full throttle the rest of the week as we prepare for a game at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. And I, I challenge you, Raider Nation, I challenge you on Tuesday. I really do. I challenge you on Tuesday to show up to the game, show out at the game, and be a factor. Be uh, a, a, a person that can help you know, change the game. Cause, cause some, 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 some troubles for the Philadelphia Eagles. Affect the game. Make them have a false start. Make them call a timeout when they, they don't want to. I know for that Chicago game, I know Southwest was having some issues. I know a lot of folks didn't get into town when they wanted to. Some folks didn't get into town at all. And then some folks couldn't leave on time. There was a lot of people that joined me at the OYO on Monday and said, Q, I'm only here because I can't get out. So I encourage you to get to town early. Enjoy the festivities that we'll take part of all weekend long. And I'll, as we get closer to the weekend, I'll let you know what we have coming up. And we have a very busy weekend. Very busy. That's the one thing I'll tell you, man. Being here in Las Vegas, there's never a time when I could say, man, I sure don't know what to do this weekend. If I don't know what to do, I got a problem. Because there sure is something to do every single weekend. And I can't cover everything myself, but I sure try. So we got a lot coming up this weekend that I'll tell you about a little bit later on in the week. But I do, Raider Nation. Heading into the bye week as well. <laughs> Head to Allegiant Stadium, man. Show out. Give, give this team everything that, that, that you got and then some. Rally behind them as you rallied behind them on Sunday against the Denver Broncos. This team, if they need anything right now, is you. They need Raider Nation to rally behind them and help be that extra edge at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. 2.27 is the time when we come back live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. That's Raiders HQ. We'll be talking to our girl, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She does a great job covering the Raiders and all other sports that are going on here in Las Vegas. We'll talk to her next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You got to give a speech at school, you know, tell these, talk to these kids, you know. Well, they're going to have to. Nah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it alone. We're, we're, we're I'm just going to leave it alone. They're going to come have up to with what? a title and figure out at least what the damn award's for. You know, hey, uh, respected alumni, I'll just come in there like, hey, kids, you see, you see where I'm at? Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. And we are live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center, Raiders HQ. I am live at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Damon, a.k.a. the respected alumni, as he's trying to call himself, is back at the home studios. Is that graduation music that you're playing? Pomp and circumstance, yep. <laughs> Did you not walk the stage? Are you getting your moment or what? Yeah, you know, when I when I go back and talk to the kids, you know, a, a, a little something. I'm just, you know, picturing it in my head. You know, like I said, hey, kids. Yeah, what are you going to tell them? I don't know. I'll think about it on the fly. You know, I'm, I'm quick on my feet. No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> That's not going to work out too well, dog. I'm just saying. Trying to do it on the fly. You you trying to talk to the kids on the fly, you're going to end up with the kids on the fly. 
You could be sitting in the stands. They're going to ask Cassie Soto to talk to the kids. They're going to ask her to fill in for you. A much better choice, actually. You're right. Speaking of Cassie Soto, she joins us now on the phone lines that she's having to navigate through this foolishness that we have going on here. She's from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can find her on Twitter, at underscore Cassie Soto. And Cassie, thank you so much for your time. Sorry to have to dance around some shenanigans with Damon in the studio. I got to ask you off top, one of the most entertaining things from Sunday for me was monitoring your Twitter account. And normally... I don't even follow Twitter on game days because unless I'm at the game and I'm, I'm just, you know, tweeting out what's going on. But if I'm at home like I was on Sunday, I keep my phone away from me and Twitter away from me just because I don't want to see updates before I actually see it on the TV. But your Twitter was entertaining. Pops and mom were going back and forth. Raiders, Denver, house divided. How much fun was that to just to be able to document that throughout the course of the game? Every year, twice a year, that's like the most fun day in the Soto household, for sure. Uh, my dad, so I don't know if other people out there saw the videos, he had this huge Raiders flag that he was waving. <laughs> and by like the third quarter, fourth quarter, I was like, I was convinced he was going to hit the fan <laughs> above him, but he didn't. So I'm so, so proud of him for that more than anything. But yes, a very fun day in the household. Mom, yeah, by the third quarter, was just over it. She, she tried to switch seats, I think, maybe give them that extra mojo, that good luck. Um, it didn't work out for her. And Dad got the win. And it's always so fun to see that guy. He, he gives me a little extra, too, when he knows the camera's on, so he's jumping around and, and making it a good time. So he loves it. Yeah, no, it was it was very entertaining, and I really liked it when Dad was giving it to Mom just a little bit extra. Mom decided, you know what, I'm I'm not I'm not taking this anymore, and she kind of <laughs> flinched at him and kind of lunged at him. I thought, oh, it's about to go down. Like that was that was great without being violent. It was so it was just a great moment. It's just so funny too. I, I all the comments were like, man, like I don't know how they got married. I don't know how they've been doing this. Like props to them. I'm like, dude, they're 27 years into this. Like they're <laughs> they're they're veterans at this game now. And uh, yeah, it's always funny though. So so my my dad's brother who's coming into town this weekend actually, and they wanted me to, to shout this out on on Saturday evening. The bet was made that my mom has to wash my uncle's car, who is a Raiders fan, wearing a Raiders jersey, but she has to wash the car with one of her Broncos jerseys. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. They could, like, do this at home, right, in the comfort of their home, just stream it. But my my uncle is going to take, like, buckets of soap and water and bring it to downtown Las Vegas. So we can like get a little crowd going. So that's what's happening on Saturday this evening. So if you want to make fun of a Bronco, stay tuned on Twitter, and I'll tell you where we where you can meet us up. Oh, you got to let me know because you know I'm going <laughs> to broadcast that. I mean, I'm all about that. And uh, Mom is great. I met her at at Allegiant Stadium. Matter of fact, at the UNLV game, Pops is great as well. But man, I'm all about that. So yeah, you got to let us know because I may or may not have to talk about it on the air before it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I will let you know. I'll definitely let you know how that goes. If anything, it'll be on Twitter. Don't you worry. I know it will, and I do appreciate that. We're talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Now, as far as the game goes, Cassie, what you saw on Sunday, and I've been describing it as the Raiders got off the bus with a purpose, and they went out there with the extra energy that I haven't really seen them play with uh, throughout the course of the year. felt like they didn't allow the game to come to them. They took the game. They went at it. They attacked it. What were your thoughts when you saw the, the way that the game unfolded, especially from the jump? They absolutely did. And, yeah, you see from the jump, um, they scored right on their, their opening drive for the first time in, was it 11 games? Yep. yep. I think it was. 
So I think right there in that moment, you were like, all right, something's about to be different in this one. And sure enough, yeah, from start to finish, you saw them dominate um, on all aspects. And I think going into this game, like you knew they were going to have a little extra fire, right? I think Max Crosby talked about it. Like we work too hard to let this, you know, get away from us. So I think that that proved um, to be true on Sunday. This team um, was fighting for each other. When you get an interim head coach, it's happening in week 14, 15, 16. But to have it happen in week six, you know, it, you, it could have gone one way or the other. And I think the Raiders told themselves that they had to pick the high road and, and not let this moment get too far ahead of them. Um, and just one win at a time, Kenny Drake said, right, 1-0 and each, each game. And they proved to be the better team on Sunday. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> got to get that sorry mom in there but uh yeah man that woman still gave me birth so i gotta give her some respect you know? <laughs> hey i know that's right i know that's right there's always a spot for moms because well like you said she she birthed you so that's kind of yeah. something right so no doubt you know you mentioned Kenyon drake and he's a guy who i've been disappointed in what i've seen with from him so far this season because i just thought he was going to be a big factor well sunday he was uh what did yeah. you think by the way that greg olson who's the new offensive coordinator our offensive play caller, how did you think that, uh, or what did you think of the way that he used Kenyon Drake on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, it was one of the points that I brought up with Vinny for our Vegas Nation show. Is like, who's, I asked him, you know, whose performance did stood out to him on Sunday, and I brought up Kenyon Drake. Like you, like you said, this was a guy who was brought in and, you know, got all the hype on Twitter. It was his big signing. He was going to come in and be the 1A, 1B, or 1B to Josh Jacobs' 1A. And it didn't work that way for the first few weeks. And then you had to see him get his turn and get his number called uh, on Sunday. Like two, yeah, two, two receptions for, for 39 yards and a TD. Like you saw this guy's potential. Um, and I think it, I think it was too soon. I have, you know, a lot of people in my comments uh, on Twitter, I don't know if you did, too, but we're like, John Gruden was holding him back the whole right. time. And it's like, all right, hold on, hold on, y'all. Like, let's relax here. Um, but, you know, it's easy to, to come to that sort of conclusion having not seen him for the first five weeks. So, yeah, get, seeing him get his burn and, and to see that the new guy in charge, the new guy on the headsets is trusting him um, to make those plays and to score those touchdowns, like it's all going to come to fruition. And maybe we'll see that again this Sunday at, at home. Yeah, and it's something that they need. You know, they need to use all the weapons that they have, and it looks like Kenyon Drake could be a big factor in this offense if they go ahead and use him. We saw a screen pass. We hadn't seen that really, I don't think, all year, and if we did, it wasn't executed very well, but Josh Jacobs goes for 29 yards. I just I felt like, and I don't know if this is something that's sustainable, but I just felt like that the new energy and the different voice in Derek Carr's ear, it felt like it made a difference on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, change change is, is usually a good thing. And if it's not and it takes some warming up, too, then that's okay, too. But for these guys, it looked like the change um, definitely kicked off very well for them. Yeah, hearing the new voice, right? It's only going to be new for that one game. Right. Like, people have the film now. People are going to know what sort of play caller Greg Olson is from here on out. But for that one game, everything was new. And they took advantage of it. And, you know, he could still have some more uh, secrets up his sleeve come come Sunday. And I think that that's, that's what the Raiders have to their advantage. And it's still, again, still so new. 
but they're obviously making it work for them. Yeah, they are. They're making it work, and they made it work, and they're improved to 4-2 and two on the season, have an opportunity to go 5-2 and two before their bye with the win against Philadelphia if they go and get that win at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Now, Cassie, I wanted to ask you about the defense because, I mean, you want to talk about a, a unit that showed out five sacks and four turnovers created. Uh, th- when those things happen, they happen in bunches. That's what Rich Basaccia said yesterday. I asked him that question at the media session. Uh, what do you think about the performance from the defensive unit uh, for the Raiders? Yeah, I think it was great to see Trayvon Merrick, the rookie, finally come up. Uh, come up with a pick. You had seen him be, you know, he's been wanting it. You, he's gotten close to it a couple times this season for him to finally come up with it. Um, the new guy, Brandon Faison, come up with one as well. Um, and then Max Crosby. I think you and I, right, have been talking, everybody's been talking about just how different Max Crosby looks this season. He's always had sort of that same intensity, but I think he said it like he has a different clarity coming into this season, and it's showing And him being, you know, partnered up there. Um, with Yannick Ngakwe, too, and just that different veteran leadership that they talked about all training camp, all offseason. Like, this is a different defense. Like, our guys believe in each other, this and that. But once you can finally see that and they see them prove that on the field like they did on Sunday and, again, put together an all-around performance, like, you got to give them their props. Right, and you know, I'm glad you brought up Unique Ngakwe because I know he doesn't have the numbers. He only has two mm-hmm. sacks on the season, but I feel like he is a big factor on the success that the rest of the defensive line is having, including Max Crosby, who leads the team with five sacks. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you even see that in, in practice, and a lot of these guys talk about it, and uh, Rich Passaccia especially, like, oh, you know, what we did in practice showed up on the field. What you're seeing Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby do in practice is definitely showing up on the field, the, the relationship that they've made. Whenever you look right on the defensive um, side of the field, when you're looking at, at training camp, or I'm sorry, at um, headquarters, and we're there in practice, you always see those two together, Unique and, and Max. And you know that Unique has taken Max under his wing and is showing him um, stuff on and off the field, and that's really helping out Max Crosby very early on in this season. Yeah, no, it really is. And I'll tell you this, if they go out and, and Max Crosby continues the ball out like he's doing, man, uh, he's going to be in for a big payday in the yeah. offseason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you that, it. you know, that'll that'll be uh, his his bank account will look a lot different uh, in the offseason. But uh, Cassie, I just got a couple more questions for you. You were there throughout the course of the week while Rich Basaccia was taking the media sessions and he was talking for the first time really to the media. And then you were there when he talked after the game on Sunday. What have you thought so far? It's very small infantry, uh, infantry of his uh, uh, infancy, excuse me, of his uh, head coaching experience. But what have you thought of Rich Basaccia so far? Yeah, I think he's not making the moment bigger than himself. And you're seeing that. Obviously, this guy's got almost 40 years of coaching, both in collegiate level and the, and the professional level. So I think, like, having been in this industry for so long, like, it's not always about me. It's not, you know, it's the, he, he very makes it um, known that it's we. Like, that was right his answer. He's like, I'm a, a part of the team. This was a we win. Um, the answer that he had on his um, opening statement uh, where he says the collective is bigger than the individual. Like, he's very much aware that he is not the Raiders, that the entire team, the entire organization, that's what makes up the Raiders. And so, yeah, I think um, him admitting that he didn't know everything and that he's going to rely heavily on his coordinators like he did on Sunday to help them um, get to victories, get the victories. Uh, he's taking advantage of that, and he's owning up to, to that and, and leaning on the guys next to him. And I think he, he's a great you know breath of fresh air for this organization. And, again, we're seeing that really early on. 
Talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And Cassie, before I let you go, this Sunday, Philadelphia, the Eagles are headed to town. Not only are the Eagles headed to town, but the Eagle fans are headed to town. And yeah. we were both there at Allegiant Stadium last time when the Bears came to town. And Bears fans showed up and they showed out. They were very loud. What are your expectations for the Eagles fans that will be flocking in to see Allegiant Stadium and see this game on Sunday? You know, I know quite as I like, I think I know too, like, more Eagles fans than I thought I did, <laughs> like here in town. So I think they're going to show up, uh, not to throw them under the bus, but I think our own uh, Mick Akers is an Eagles fan. So if y'all see him, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think you've had Mick Akers on the show a couple yeah, times. How's so, he, yeah, how's he, wait a minute, Cassie, he, how's he, he an Eagle fan from El Paso? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how that would work out. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but yeah, I think he's an Eagles fan. So yeah, no, it'll definitely be interesting. But yeah, back to that, there's, the Bears game, like, it was real weird seeing a lot of orange mm-hmm. in the building. Um, going from no fans, and then you see all the Raiders fans home opener, and then you see, like, this change. And it's like, hmm, I don't know, like, this is a little weird. So we'll see what happens um, come Sunday. But, yeah, Raider Nation, I mean, I know they're out there. Um, it's just about, yeah, saving up, breaking the piggy bank, really, to be able to get into the stadium, unfortunately. Right. Well, no, that's a factor as well. But I'll say this, yeah. man. I mean, this is the last game before the bye week. I think that all Raider Nation needs to flock to Allegiant Stadium as well. They need to show up, show out, be loud, and, you know, uh, help out the team. I, I think that they really could be a factor and give them the energy, especially with everything that the team has gone through so far. I think that they can really provide a ton of energy for the Raiders in this game, and a game that, in my opinion, they really do need. Yeah, and especially and, – and you mentioned, yeah, the energy. I think – just watching the the game on the screen, you could see the energy on Sunday, right? Again, they were playing for themselves. They were coming off of a week long of adversity and off field struggles, and and so I think this Sunday, I think they should try to replicate that in front of their home crowd because how electric will it be, right? Max Crosby gets a sack and Raider Nation goes crazy. Merrick comes up with an interception. Raider Nation goes crazy. So I think it'll be like it was on Sunday, but that much more amplified in their home um, home field in front of the home team in front of the home crowd. Excuse me. Yeah, no doubt. It should be a lot of fun. I'm sure that the tailgaters will be out there bright and early. And they'll be ready to do their thing and. One of these times I'm going to be able to make my way through the tailgates and actually enjoy them, but uh, haven't got a chance to do that yet. I know you and Heidi do a good job of kind of surfing the crowd a little bit, but I'm going to get that out there. J-Lot. And- that J-Lot is crazy, man. you got to get out there. That's where it's at. Okay. All right. There it is. J-Lot. I know that's also where the Raiders are doing their alternate screenings for, uh, you know, if you don't have the clear pass or you can't use the clear pass uh, app, you can do the alternate screenings. They got those starting mm-hmm. on, I believe, Saturday and, and, and Friday or Saturday. I'll check it to give you the exact details. But, yeah, the J-Lot is on and popping, so that's where I need to be. <laughs> Cassie, what do you got coming out? Vegas Nation. I know you guys got a lot of coverage of the Raiders. What you got coming out that Raider fans should be on the lookout for? Yep, we've got Vegas Nation Blitz airing every Wednesday, so look out for it tomorrow at 4 p.m. at VegasNation.com, or you can download the free Vegas Nation app. And then, of course, stay tuned on my Twitter. I'll let you all know when you can see uh, my, my Bronco mama wash a, <laughs> wash a, wash a car with her, with her Bronco jersey wearing a Raiders jersey. You know what? I'm going to make a stop at the ATM on my way over because, I mean, if, if, if she does that with her Bronco jersey, she deserves to get, you know, a little bit of a tip or something. You know, I might even ask her to wash my car if, she, if she's got a little extra time. <laughs> All right. I'll let her know. I'll let her know. Bring All right, Cassie, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks, guys. All right, there she goes, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Yeah, man, I'm always looking for a good car wash. I, I, I might as well go on and pull up myself, man.
How about you, Demond? You want to pull the truck up? I I'm, I just might have to, but I didn't want to say this while she was on, you know, because you know. Well, I why are you gonna say it right now? You know she's listening. Exactly, but oh, she's still listening. I'm saying yeah. anyway, but she can't. She, she can't call back and defend herself. She can. She said that she's not gonna go to the game on Thursday. She's not a true rebel. Oh she man, she said it's her busiest day of the week. It we is need, her busiest day. We she's need at- all hands on deck for this one. This is the biggest game of the season, Q. Man, I need you to focus first of all, and she's got she's got work to do. She's a busy young lady, man. They they got a lot of coverage that they got. Just like we we be working all these, you gotta you gotta be able to focus, man. Pulling a rebel card, I said it. Two forty eight's the time. Many thanks to Cassie Soto and Cassie. I got your back. I know you got a lot of work to do, so uh, we'll make sure. And I'll tell you this: Cassie wouldn't have been at the UNLV game on Saturday and tried to storm the field if they had won. I'm just saying, oh, unless 1, she was there as a fan, unless she was there as a fan, she would have got swept up in the moment. You, and you don't know. You don't know. These she wouldn't like have you. done it as a as a credentialed member of the media. She might have done it as a fan without a credential around her neck, like Demond. Just saying. Silence. Crickets. That's what I thought. 2.49 is the time. We'll come on back. We'll close out hour number one of Unnecessary Roughness live from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. We're going to have to revitalize my guy, Damon, back in the studio. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Just got a couple minutes left in this hour. We'll be kicking off hour number two, talking a little hoop action, a little Laker action. Mama Q will like that. We'll be talking to Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. He does an outstanding job covering the Lakers like a glove. Anytime there's anything Lakers or really NBA-related at all, I always go to Trevor Lane because he is my guy. So uh, we'll check in with him with the Lakers as they get their season kicked off tonight with the Golden State Warriors. And I was telling DeMond earlier, and you know, he's like, Lakers, you ain't going to represent for Golden State. I was like, I could do that myself. I was, there's one thing about me, I'll tell you right now. You know, A lot of folks are Raider fans and Dodger fans and this, that, and the other fan. I stay all the way consistent. I am a Raider fan, an A's fan, and a Golden State Warriors fan. And at one time, they all played in the same parking lot. Just saying. At one time, they all played in the same parking lot, and now, well, they don't. But that is about as consistent as it gets. I did want to update this real quick because I mentioned it to Cassie, and I want to make sure I get the information correct. I don't want anyone saying, well, I heard Q say. Nah, let me get it right. Uh, alternate screening, it's going on. Of course, you have to be fully vaccinated to be in Allegiant Stadium if you're going to come to to Las Vegas and see the game on Sunday against the Eagles. But there's alternate alternate ways to get into the game. Of course, if you are fully vaccinated, get the Clear app. It's real easy to download on your phone, and boom, it literally takes five minutes. I'll tell you this, and this is actually something I probably shouldn't say, but I'll just be 100% real with you. When the wife and our daughter and our friends from Texas went last time to the Bears game, uh, one, of the, one of the kids had forgotten to download the Clear app, and so they were on the way to the, to the game from Henderson to the stadium. And literally, by the time they got onto the, the freeway and just barely down the road, they were already done uploading their information. So I don't encourage you to wait till the last second like that, but even if you're driving on the way to the stadium, you can do it. It's that quick, fast, and in a hurry. So download the Clear app, get all your information in there so you'll be good to go. And I'll tell you, I literally watched them go through the line and show that they were on the Clear app, and it takes no time either. As long as you do it correctly, it's it's smooth, smooth sailing. It takes no time. So that's simple. So if you have any concern that, oh, it's going to slow me down, I'm not going to be able to get in, no. That is all false. Now, if you can't use the Clear app, that's okay. 
They have alternate screenings, and I mentioned this to Cassie. Starting Saturday at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., they have that. Now, this is where I started to mess up. The alternate screening of vaccination services tent is located in Lot B (laughs) and will open at 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday. And then on game day will be 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., but that tent will be in Lot J. So I was partially correct, but I want to make sure I'm all the way correct. So on Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., just go there, and you can get the alternate screening. It doesn't take you any time. We've had uh, the president, Dan Fitrelli, on to talk about it before. It's real easy to do. You go to Lot B, and you'll find the tent. On game day, which I don't encourage you to do that because you'd rather be out there tailgating, but if you happen to get into town a little bit late, maybe Southwest messed up your air, airline again or air, your flight again, Lot J is where you need to go. You'll see the tent located in Lot J, and you can get those services between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m., uh, the earlier the better because I don't want you to miss out on, on any of the performances that happen before the, the game. I don't want you to miss out on the pre-pre-show. Q's kickoff is what we like to call it. I'll be at the Coors Light uh, landing doing a pre-pre-show before Eric Allen and JT the Brick take over and do the pre-game show. They'll take you all the way to kickoff 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. I'll be there. So I want you to come on by and hang out, man. I get to sit on the big stage and, and talk some Raiders football. Man, I'm telling you, you, you couldn't you – couldn't, uh, well, I better not say it's on the air because my boss might say, okay, that's a good idea. I'm about to say I'll do this job for free, but <laughs> they, might, they might take me up on that offer if I say that, so I'm not going to say that out loud. But you know what I mean. There's so many opportunities, man. This is such an exciting place to be and exciting times uh, that we have right now in Las Vegas. So make sure you do that. Make sure you do your alternate screening if you need to, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday in Lot B. And then Lot J on game day from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Of course, bring your ID, uh, you know, just bring your information that you have, and they'll take care of you quick, fast, and in a hurry, get you into the game so you can help affect the Raiders and Eagles on Sunday. 2.58 is the time when we come back. We'll kick off hour number two. We'll be talking all things Lakers and the NBA with Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.